0: Glad to see you here today. We still have some people on vacation. We pray for them and pray for God to be with them and give them fun, enjoyment, and to bring them back to us safely. Today's message is about, well, I, I, hate, I hate to bring it to your attention, is disobedience. I hear a lot of woos and <laughs> it seems that at certain times in our lives we all disobeyed, <laughs> disobeyed. <clears throat> and I was looking at a couple of things in the Bible, a couple of good stories that I want to share with you and try to glean on it and maybe take some lessons for our lives Um, let's open our bibles to first samuel some of you know when i said first samuel who disobeyed god openly eh, about king saul And uh, this king, you'll find it in First Samuel chapter 15. The whole chapter I'm not going to read it all for the sake of time, but uh, he was um, asked by, at that time, in chapter 15, the prophet Samuel. And as he says, the Lord told him. Uh, Anoint him as king, and then he asked him in verse 2 of chapter 15, the following. Verse 1 says, Samuel said to Saul, the Lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how to set himself against him on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. And these are the commandments that God through Samuel gave Saul. Go and strike Amalek, and utterly destroy all that he has, and do not spare him, but put to death both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Don't leave anything. And verse 7, Saul defeated Amalek from Havilah, as you go to Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he captured Agag, the king of Amalekites, alive, and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. Listen to verse 9. But Saul Saul, and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that uh, was good. And we not willing to destroy them utterly. But everything despised and worthless, that they utterly destroyed. Word came. You know, God knew. Word came. From God to Samuel, he says, go see Samuel. He did not obey my commandments. And... <clears throat> Samuel came to Saul, and in verse 19, he told him, Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? But you rushed upon the spoil and did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Saul said to Samuel, I did obey the voice of the Lord. Do you agree with that? I did obey the voice and went on the mission on which the Lord sent me and have brought back uh-huh, back the king of Amalek and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. But the people, you know, took some spoil. They liked few things there, sheep and oxen, the choices of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord, your God, at Gilgal. (laughs) Somebody said, has the Lord as much delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed than the fat of rams. This was disappointing, don't you think so? Would you agree with me that the voice of the Lord through Samuel was clear what to do? And then why didn't he obey? This is the subject today. The cost of disobedience. And what is disobedience? I looked it up. It's defiance. Willfulness to sin and rebellion, all together. When we disobey, we are defying the orders. Right? We are willing to do whatever we want to do, which is sinful and we rebel. And disobedience, mind you, receives God's punishment. Regardless, as we see from the above verse, from this verses we have read. This is what Samuel said, told, told Saul when he said, Oh, hey, I did what you told me. Immediately, when you disobey, you start not saying the truth. Shall we say we start lying? So I did. He's, he's, Samuel told, told Saul, the king, why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? And he goes on to say in verse 23 later on, rebellion is as bad as the sin of witchcraft And stubbornness is as bad as worshipping idols. And here's the judgment. So because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you from being king. Wow. Wow. Thank God that we're living in the time of grace, in the dispensation of grace. Then it was you obey or you pay the price. He disobeyed God and he lost being a king. He was demoted because he did not do God's will. He, in pure English, disobeyed God's word to him. And you know, when God speaks, he does not change. When God speaks, he means it. Sometimes we think he doesn't mean it. And we say, okay, uh, I will do what I want. God will forget. In two, three days, things will get better between us. Do we do that sometimes? Let's examine ourselves. Because even though we are living in the age of grace, even though we are under grace, the Lord does not forget, and we pay the price. Someone said, isn't this a severe judgment for Saul? I would say no. As a holy God, he could respond only in a way consistent with his perfect nature. He would not allow sin to go unchecked. He will not allow sin to go unchecked. Let's think about that for a little bit. And when we fall into sin willingly, does God let us go con- Forget about it. You tell me. Does he? We have to pay for it. And this is what God is looking after us. If we repent and go back, wonderful. As I said, we're living in the age of grace. If we leave it, if we repent not to go back to it no more, I will, Lord, I will obey you from now on. And God knows and sees your heart and will forgive. But if we don't mean it just to get away from, from paying the cost, the Lord will catch up with us because his eyes are upon you and me. They and night to present us a holy children of His. Dr. J.R. Miller once said, it's a great deal easier to do that which God gives us to do, no matter how hard it is, than to face the responsibilities of disobedience. But it's hard. Lord, it's hard. I cannot do it. Remember, the Lord will not ask you to do anything without giving you the grace to do it. No matter how hard it is. You know what? What is the alternative? Let me ask you a question. Of not doing Gods will, what's the alternative? There's a cost to be paid. Remember. With this, in this case, a king, a king, first of all, he lost the Lord's support. Disobedience is a great sin. Not doing God's will is even greater. It destroys your life. It destroys our lives when we live in disobedience to the word of God. And he, who spoke? It's God speaking to him. He was asked by the prophet, go and strike. Spare none. Oh, he found out that there are some beautiful animals. We can keep them. And the king seems to be nice. And you know, he says, hey, I'm at your service. Spare me. Don't kill me. He brought them back home with him. And he said, I did what I did. Hey, Samuel, I did what you told me. I did exactly what you told me. He said, What is this chorus of animals I hear in the backyard? And King Agag is not dead. Because you you disappoint the Lord. You went against his will. You did what you wanted to do. You are going to pay the price. And the price, number one, number f- first thing that he paid, he lost God's support. And do you know why Saul disobeyed? It's, if it were a Bible study, I'll open it up. But think of it yourself. Do you know why he disobeyed? Because he had a different opinion. Simply, he had a different opinion. And when God asks us to do something, and we don't agree in our hearts, okay, we go around it and do it our own way and cover it with that. But I'm doing God's will. I'm I'm doing what He said. When God tells us to do something. Let's do it exactly what the way he says it. That's my experience, and I would suggest that you do it all the way. Otherwise, we pay the price. Thank God we pay the price under the grace of God until we repent. A father wanted his, his boy to do certain things to him. So he told his boy simply how to do them. Now, do you understand? He told his son as the father. The father was surprised when the boy said, no. He told him, why not? And the boy said, because I don't want to. Remember Jonah? Who knows the story of Jonah? Everybody, even Sunday school. Remember Jonah? Jonah? Jonah was a prophet, good prophet. If you want to look at it, go to 2 uh, Kings uh, chapter 14, and you will see that he was, in uh, Galilee, he was a prophet under Jeroboam the, the second, and he was, serving God to Israel. And he was a very successful prophet. But he was a prophet on a small scale. He was a, as we say, a village preacher there. And the word of God came to him. He told him, arise, It's plucking him out, go to Nineveh, the great city and preach against it what did Jonah do he obeyed completely did he he packed his things said bye- goodbye to his family he says I'm on a mission for the Lord oh I wish he did that but the Lord wants to teach us a lesson you know what he did instead he was living in the north and you know when, when you go against God he went down to Joppa, Joppa which is by the sea by the Mediterranean Sea and you know what he did in Joppa he went and bought a ticket found, oh, found a ship you know, found a ship ready to sail he did, not, he did not have to make reservations and wait for two weeks he didn't have to wait for one week He didn't have to wait for one day. He's running away. He says, hey, I mean, uh, Lord, I hear you, but I want to do it my own way. Nineveh, that city, no, 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 I'm not going to go there. And you know what he thought? I came to that part thinking. You know what he thought? Well, even God told me to do it. If I don't do it, two, three days, he'll forget about it. Don't we do that? Let me ask you a question. Let's be honest with ourselves. Don't we do that sometimes? You answer it yourself. And then he bought a ticket. He said it's good, and he found this ship. He and he bought a ticket and went on a Mediterranean cruise. <laughs> it was the Mediterranean, you know. Time to go on cruise. I'll forget, and he will forget. So with Saul. Oh, the Lord will not look at it, you know, a hundred sheep and ox and so on and so forth, and the king there, he, he'll be serving me. God knows more than we do. If he tells you to do something, let us do it. And if he tells us not to do something, what should we do? Let's not do it. Simple, isn't it? And especially if we're all Christians, if we know the salvation of the Lord, let's simply obey the Lord and do his will. David, after repentance, says, to do thy will, God, is a pleasure to me. And when you are in the will of God, let me ask you a question. Do you feel secure? Yeah. Yeah. And when, when sometimes you don't feel a little security, you start looking. I'm talking about myself. Where did I err? Where did I leave? Did I do anything until the Lord puts his finger on it? And I repent and I go back walking with the Lord the right way. You are bought with a price. We are, the Bible says, no more our own. We belong to Christ. And when he tells us something, we better do it. Let me ask you as parents, when you ask your son or your daughter to do something, And when your daughter or son, they do it. Okay, how do you feel? And when they don't do it, how do you feel? I leave the answers to you. And where are you going, Jonah? Oh, I'm taking... You know, a little cruise, you know, R and R. I need it. I've been working so hard up there in Galilee, and I've been serving the Lord, and why are you here then? What made you change your mind and pay a price and go to Tarshish, which is Spain? He's on a cruise to Spain. Sounds good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Hey. I'm going to Spain. Not knowing the cruise to Spain is going to be a nightmare. You know the story. And let's ask this question. We're sitting on our seats. We're comfortable. A very piercing question. Is it possible that you are on the way to Spain when you should be on the way to Nineveh, which is Mosul, which is Iraq nowadays? Let me repeat. Is it possible that you are on the way to Spain when you should be on the way to Nineveh are you in the Lord's way are you in the Lord's will are you living a life of disobedience are you trying to hide deep inside the heart of Jonah he was hiding and you know he kept going down and when he bought the ticket and went into the ship, you know what did he, did he go and lodge himself in the ship? On the lower, lower, lower deck. He, and he slept. And he thought, hey, no one can find me. I'm, I'm here alone. I will meditate with God. This is what I need, some R&R, you know. And you know the story, the Lord, the Lord's eye, the Lord does not change he followed him to the depths of the of the ship inside, and he sent a a big storm that has never been seen by the sailors and by the captain of the ship, I, they didn't know what to do until they threw him up. From there, from down, from worse to worse to worse. When did he? What, where did he end up with his disobedience? in the belly of a big fish, or belly of a a big big whale. I was watching about three months ago, the History Channel, and they showed these whales. I said, Sylvia, this whale can swallow a house. How can people contest it? Believe me, when I saw it, I, I got scared. Though it's on TV, it's scary. He ended up there. So much for the R and R, so much for the cruise, so much for running away from God. So much, Saul. You thought that you won the you won the war, but you disobeyed God, and what He told you to do. So is Jonah. So is Jonah. Let me ask a question. Did you obey the Lord becoming a Christian? Of course. Yes. Are you still living a good, good Christian life? Are you in obedience? That was, this was a, a prophet. And sometimes we are. Sometimes we want to do our own thing we want to do our own will we want to uh, have uh, uh, have it the way we want to do it like this little boy with his dad no I don't want to do it it's too hard remember God will not assign you to any duty that he doesn't give you the grace and the strength to do it you started well You're with the Lord. But, but, have you been enticed and you boarded the ship of disobedience and you are running from your Savior? Oh, how many today are in the wrong places by doing this. But let me say one thing. It is time to turn around. It's time. If you boarded that ship, It's time to turn around. Go off on the first, first opportunity and go back. And go back. And let me ask you a question. Because God's eye over his children. and God's eye over Jonah. When Jonah, when God ordered the big whale or the big fish to spit Jonah where did he spit him right where he left right where he left and, uh, and guess what when Jonah was cleaning himself and trying to open his eyes here there's God on the shore <laughs> hello Jonah go to Nineveh. He didn't ask, me, ask him, how do you do, and so on, and check it in second chapter, Jonah, go to Nineveh. He didn't tell him, I told you to go. Let Jonah, let Jonah learn a lesson there. Let us learn a lesson. Have we, at a certain time in our lives, boarded The ship to Spain have you at any other time boarded the ship of this disobedience are you completely obeying the Lord he lost his kingdom Saul he lost the hearts of the nation he lost the precious fellowship with the man of God You lose all these privileges. He lost everything almost. And in chapter 31 of 1 Samuel, he lost his life and the lives of his three children. They died by the hands of the enemies. Why? Why? Why this tragic end soul? Disobeying God. The cost of disobedience is very high. And what a, what a beautiful life and way to live in obedience to God. I always say God is looking for men and women, families to say, "I, ay, aye sir. I was talking to someone long time ago, maybe he forgot. I said, if I were you, I wouldn't do it. He told me, I don't know how how you say it, he told me, say jump, I will ask you, how high? He remember, if he's hearing me today, And guess what? He did what God wanted him to do. He's married. He has children. He's happy. He's living for God. What God tells us, we should do it. The price of disobedience is very high. So how are you, Jonah? How are you, Saul? Go on. How are you, Jonah? Tell you one thing. I'm going going to Nineveh. I'm going to Iraq, regardless whether I like it or not. It's too hard. I don't like to do this. I'm not called for this. If God tells you to do it, let us do it. It's better than paying a high price. So, what do you say this afternoon? Shall we away? Shall we leave? If you are on that ship, shall we leave it? And ask God to take hold of our lives anew. Renew our strength and say, Lord, I will go wherever you want me. I will do whatever you ask me to do. I will obey you as long as I live. What's your wish, God? What's your wish? What do you want me to do? Let me tell you one thing. I will answer him with all humbleness. Your wish is my command. If you're going through problems in your life, please check your life. Let us check our lives. Are we living in obedience to God's command? Are we or are we on a ship of disobedience? If you think you are, God is graceful. He will never reject a repentant heart. He will say, never say no to someone coming to him. He says, Lord, I come to you. Forgive me. I erred. I took an exit somewhere, I'm back. And he will bless you, he'll bless your life, he'll bless your children, he'll give you victory. Your wish, God, is my command. Let's bow our heads and examine ourselves a little bit. And if we are, in the will of God. Beautiful. If we are in obedience, that's a wonderful life. If we are in disobedience, let's repent and go back and give him our lives and you, and he will have. Father, we are so much blessed to hear your voice i hope each and every person heard your voice not mine i am a simple messenger and may it be clear in our lives and in our hearts may it be clear to us about your will to obey you and live a life worthy of our calling we pray for each and every one each and every family and we have still many on vacation that you Lord grow us all together to please you and if there's anyone here sitting amongst us who do not know you as a personal Savior we pray that you open the hearts of one or two or so many. And give them the true feeling of your will. And your will is for everyone to get saved. And come to know your salvation. Be with us as we go home or to any to the different places that we are to be. And help us to be a blessing. Dismiss us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. The meeting is over. May God bless you.